Right now, I'm literally watching Minnesota versus Denver. Five minutes to go. Fourth quarter. TNT. Not sponsored by TNT, but I'm watching on TNT. Jokic, the Joker, is dribbling up the floor and they call the foul. Anyways, I said all that. Who knows why? But sometimes I sit here before these talking toughs and I say, okay, should I actually think this through? What should I say? What should I do? How should I articulate myself on this particular day, this particular episode? If you're listening, this is what I do. Talking tough. I shoot the shit. And I say literally my actual thoughts because I think it's essential to actually do that because I did this podcast. Obviously, let me tell you a secret right now. I didn't actually do this podcast for, you know, just people to listen. I did this podcast kind of for me, you know, as a therapy kind of to work through my thoughts and to showcase those thoughts, because I think that it's essential from a POV of me to look at my own situation. Yeah. And you'll listen in, tune in. And I think Monday episodes is for like that kind of interaction. But for these little talking toughs, they're just for me to kind of process my week, my day, my thoughts, my everything, because I think it's, it literally forces me to be still and take inventory of my thoughts and take inventory of my day and my week and how I've been. So whenever I have the urge to kind of plan out what I'm going to say and what I should do, and I always just press play. And literally, I just did that. And this week, um, I just made it way easier for me to do so. Like I've had clutter all over my desk. I kind of rearranged how I set my setup here now that I'm back at the crib. Range, range my setup and just made it easier to kind of record so you don't have barriers to entry before you're doing something. If you're listening and you want to do something creative and you want to do something, whether it's journal, write every day, read every day, it's making those barriers to entry as low as possible so that you could actually do it every day. It makes it easier to stick with a habit, stick with something when it's okay. When I wake up, I open my eyes. Probably brush my teeth. Hopefully brush my teeth. I sit down at the desk. It's just right there for me. Not just, oh, I got to move this. I got to move this. I got to sit down. And then by the time you sit down, after you got all the clutter out of the way, you're like, oh, shoot. You forget what you actually wanted to do. And then it gets harder as the day goes on. For me, if I go to the gym and all this stuff and life hits, it gets harder and harder to want to do the things that I want to do because of my week. I say that even for a different point, because every morning, again, last summer, not even last summer, but like when I was back at the house before I had a strict schedule because I had a job and literally 10, I would go to bed. Literally 536, I'd wake up, I'd have my time and I'd be out of the house. I'd be in the gym. I'd shoot and then I'd do conditioning and then I go up to lift and then I leave. I not do yoga or whatever. Then I leave and I come I go right to Starbucks or coffee shop, open my laptop and work my Amazon job, come back home. And, you know, that was kind of my process. Now that I have more time, don't have that job anymore. It's kind of taken me some time to get in the rhythm. Um, since being home, I think I've been home about two weeks. The first week, like I said, I was bedridden, sick. I literally that week, I, like four days out of that week. <laughs> Four days out of that week, I literally was in my mom's bed and my mom was like, 
listening to praise and worship like all day. It's crazy. Like for like two days straight. I'm like, mom, like, bro, I get it. I get it. You love God, but you can watch something else. Literally, she'll watch sermons from Abuja, Nigeria, of her favorite, you know, church, huge church. I just actually just sat down and listened um, to a sermon. One of their preachers preach um, for a long time, actually. But I like that it was sound and I like that it was like, you know, scriptures and it gave me something, some takeaways, because again, I'm going on a rant. This is talking tough. I don't have a point, whatever. This is my thought. It's what it is. I, I sat down and I watched it with her and my dad was there too, because I think I've been irritable when I go um, to churches here. I went to social Dallas this past Sunday and I went the following the, the Sunday before, which was Easter. You probably should go to church on Easter or whatever. And to say that it was, it's crazy to be in the presence of people again and be myself. I need that. I need that. And that's why I'm doing it. It doesn't matter what church it was. I just needed to be around other people because I think like, uh, obviously we're all made to connect and for connection, but I was so focused on everything that I'm building that literally on Sundays, I would watch three different sermons. <laughs> Three different sermons. I would wake up early to watch this preacher um, out of Baltimore, Stephen Chandler, that I would watch every Sunday. I like him. I like um, Stephen Furtick. And then I watch either like one of my old school preachers that I like, um, Fred Price or Kenneth Hagin or, or somebody, every single Sunday. And I'll watch a sermon. And I've been doing that for like the past year, but I haven't been to a church in person. So these last two weeks, I went to a church in person. And not that I don't like them. The Easter Sunday service was like, it was huge because one, it was Easter and two, it was just like a whole big thing. But my whole thing and my own critique of these churches, again, I'd be asking God, I'd be like, God, bro, work with me, bro. I don't want to get too critical. I don't want to be in the way, you know, this is purposeful and good for somebody, but how can we have a church and it be one scripture the whole time? That was my whole thing. I just felt like I'm over here listening to a motivational speech more than church. And then the next week they did a service that was kind of like their two year anniversary service. So it wasn't really a service. It was whatever. My whole point was I watched today with my mom her church Wednesday night service. Nigerian churches, if you don't know historically, hey, Jesus Christ. Three hours, like they're long. And me and my dad like have the same take. Like, come on, they can, they could be shorter <laughs> and praise and worship. They holy ghost fire for like hours singing and dancing and which is good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying it's a preference, preference. And I shouldn't feel like I'm a heathen for saying, okay, how many times are we going to stand up and praise? Can we sit down and take notes and like get into the word or something? I don't know, but. No, his word was good and I really appreciate it. I really liked it. But I say that to get back to my point of the four days I was in my mom's bed. That was my first week. So when I got healed, the Lord helped me out. Guess where I went? I went to Lubbock, introduced new head coach, Grant McCaslin. And then, you know, I was with the football team, all that. That was straight off the straight off the bed, bed written. Hope, hope nobody I think people knew if they didn't know <laughs> I was healed. I, I was healthy by then. Ho hopefully I ain't get too close, but anyways. And then I came right back and it was kind of like, okay, you were sick for a couple of days. You went to Lubbock right when you got healthy, you came back 
all your stuff is still everywhere. You haven't really unpacked. And, you know, my life was kind of in shambles, so to speak. So this week is like kind of the first one and a half week where one and a half week is that English, whatever, where I'm like getting the routine. And it's kind of been refreshing in a way, but it's also been tough because when you go, go and you're away for six months, also you have a car here that's just sitting here for six months. So I had a rental car this whole time that I was paying money on. It ended up being like $500 literally for a rental. Like, who? what are you doing, Norrence? And so I, I took it back on Sunday after the church service. I was just like, all right, bro, if I'm just going to come here for a little snack scripture, snack a little vert, but I don't want to bash the church, whatever. It's good community anyways. I'm only going to come here for this. Let me just go right after this service. It's 9 a.m. and go take care of some business before 12 o'clock before they charge me an extra day. So I took my little happy ass to <laughs> National Rental Car at um, Lovefield Airport. Then got the Uber all the way back to the crib. Anyways, my BMW, I need to sell it. My mom's on me. I'm like, I'm, I am like frugal. I'm not frugal. I like nice things. My mom likes nice things. My dad is really like necessities, but he's getting, you know, some life into him now that he's older. Anyways, I kind of am a mixture. And when it comes with cars, I don't, I hate that investment. I've been trying to buy a house. Before I came, I was going to buy a house in August. And, you know, if you know anything about interest rates right now, my boy, and the market in Dallas, uh, Fort Worth Metroplex, my boy, it ain't the right time. I've been thinking about a house in Lubbock, maybe. But anyways, I, w- I was about to buy a house in August. Didn't. I, I'm, I've been like, okay, I had it in mind January, I'm going to buy a crib. Didn't, obviously. Now it's like in flux. So it's like, my people are like, bro, you need to buy a new car, a new car, a new car. I'm like, bro, chill, bro. Like, I, I think that's the dumbest investment. And I know who I am. I know who I am. I'm literally driving an old BMW, but it makes like a yearn sound when I drive it. It's like, okay, King, you, you need to level up. But it's like, I don't get a new car because it's like, I don't know where I'm going to be. My life is in flux right now. It's here and then there and then here and then there. It's like, bro, if it drive, I'm going to drive it and I'm going to pull up like Norris, chin and chest to the sky because I know who I am. Hey, you talking about? But I'd be lying if I said I'd, I'd like coming and appearing in it. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I remember like this is a year and a half ago. One of my friends, I think we went on a date. I think we went on a date. I know we went on a date. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> Don't come with me. And I'm, I'm transparent about it, but it's just like, bro, this, you know, Norris, if you know Norris, he comes like he dresses well, he look good, blessed by God. So he coming. And if I don't like that version of me, I ain't, I ain't about to have you in my whip. Hell, you talking about? It, you can come in because it look good. But as soon as I, uh, press the gas, that thing go, I'm like, okay, that's why. I literally, I wear my AirPods in the car if I'm going to the gym because the AirPods got um, noise canceling. Yeah, I should probably get a new car, right? <laughs> yeah. Like my mom has been telling me, been telling me, but like I, last summer, I was busy with a lot of stuff. So I didn't really have the time. Now I'm like, okay, I have no excuse. Sell the car, literally get another car. And I've never, my family, we don't buy we don't use credit 
to buy cars just because it's, I don't know. I think cars is the dumbest investment ever, in my opinion. It's just dumb. It's dumb, bro. It's a car, huh? But a house, bro, that, you know. Anyways, and the interest rate, why am I paying high interest on a car? Like, what? It's just depreciating unless I put it on Toro. I don't know. Anyways, that's just how I see it. So it's just like, why would I waste my money on a car? But it's like, I need a new car. So I don't know. I've I've just been debating, should I get a cash car or, you know, actually build credit? I have great credit, but not mixed credit. If you know anything about credit, it's a nice mix, but a credit mix is only 10% of your credit. Why am I saying this? Anyways, my, my credit score is really good though. It's like 730 plus. I swear. I promise. I wouldn't lie on here and I'm open about everything. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my situation right now. And it's just, it's funny because whenever you're in flux in life and all these things you have on your mind, whether it's, okay, I got to get my schedule together. I got to get it ironed out now that I'm not sick. Now that I'm not in Lubbock. Now I got my feet planted and my face looking at this game right now. Now that I'm literally here stationary, I have to be on the lookout for more and with your thoughts on the future. Now that I'm here, how do I lock into what I want to do? And it's a lot of times I feel like I got to stretch myself thin on knowing everything, planning everything out. Like if I wake up and I read and I pray, it's like, how do I know when to turn that off and turn this on? Whether it's okay, creatively for the outlook of the podcast where the message where I want this to go. Because again, I never pick up something just for me. I didn't do this just for me. I'm thinking and I have a view and a vision of where I want this to go. Like I'm not just thinking about me in every decision that I make, even with my money, my, my friendships, my, you know, connections or opportunities that I get. I'm not ever just thinking about me. I always, like I literally say that I'm thinking about service. I'm thinking about my lineage, my kids, my, my family, you know, my legacy, my, you know, the way something that I'm going to leave to other people, I'm thinking about all that in every step that I take. So it's like, it has to be really strategic, but it has to be thoughtful from me. It can't be, okay, I think people will like this. So I do that. No, hell no, because I don't think that resonates and I don't think that's real. I think a lot of people are just doing the next thing, the next thing, because, you know, that's what's popular. That's what's cool. I'm like, how do I be, stay unique to my voice, stay in me and build off of that? So it's like every day I literally read, I read a book or if it's on psychology and those different things, because I'm fascinated by that. It's really cool. And I get to know more about myself and I have better questions to ask. And I can understand others better in their behavior and how they act. Like, I don't know everything, obviously, but I have a craving to kind of know that stuff. It's really cool. And it's funny because my mom, I don't know if she's so secretive. Nigerians are secretive in nature. No reason why. But like she she's taking more courses. Um, And that's so that's inspiring, too. Whenever you have parents that are obviously professionals, they've done really well for themselves. My dad just got his doctorate. His farm D for like he didn't need it. He's already a pharmacist with his own practice. My mom, she's a nurse, but she's going back. Um, she's doing a, a course online for like three years, I think, um, to be a mental health counselor or something like that. And I think that's really inspiring because it's like the curiosity, the crave for knowledge, 
obviously they don't need it. They don't need the money. It's just the achievement. It's not the achievement, but it's like the curiosity for more and how do you grow? So it's like whenever, again, if you're listening, if you're in an environment that you just see whether they didn't even say anything, I just kind of peep and how people move when you're in that environment, it, it inspires you to do more and do more and do more. So that's what I'm thinking through me. Like, what can I produce out of myself? What, you know, with my traits, my talents, am I being a good steward? Am I working these talents in the right way? So it's just, it's kind of tough because every morning, I, again, I is it psychology I read today? Is it the Bible? Is it business? But I would be lying to say like, I wake up sometimes and I listen to something like a business podcast or I read a business book and I get so excited. I just like it. I get excited. So it's just like business, business, business. But it's like, bro, tap in with God because then you start thinking, damn, I start getting in my head like, ah, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. Forgetting what God already placed in me and what he said in me. And it's like, (laughs) be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request be known unto God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard my heart to mine. So it's like, if he's going to guard my heart and mine and give me peace, ain't nothing to be anxious for. If I pray, (laughs) if I come to him with thanks, I'm so grateful for the day. I'm grateful for the things I do have now. And if I didn't get anything else, Lord, you gave me what you gave in me now and everything I have now. If I have all that and I ask, <laughs> I mean, that, you know, those things will be moved and granted. It's, I don't know, it's powerful. And it's just, as I watched the ending of this game and can table Cowell Pope make a free throw to put him up 121 Denver, 113. Minnesota Timberwolves. I just think as I watch this game and as I think about my life, there's so much more that we can do. And it's so easy to just look at what you're going through to think that, okay, this is it for me, or this is how do I get out of this one step, but not knowing that there's so many more steps up the staircase. I always like to step, step, step analogy. I got to come up with something better, but I don't know. It's just, you know, I don't need to be so linear in my focus. I need to wake up, pick one step, grow in that step, and then the next day, find the next step. I don't have to figure out everything. And I think if you're listening, I know if you're listening, it's always a good reminder to know that it's okay what you're doing to trust yourself, love yourself, build with what you're doing now. Don't worry about nobody else's lane. You know, the best business owners, the best businesses, they're focusing on building their business, growing their business, improving their customer experience, improving their relationship with their coworkers, improving their vision, growing from what they got. They ain't worried about anybody else because once you start worrying about everybody else, it waters down what you are in yourself. Worry about you, Norts. Worry about you. And I am. But worry about what's in front of you right now. Long, knowing that you give it up to something greater for later. <sighs> I said, right, my sister got me these and I'm kind of talking over. I don't have a time limit for this, but my sister got me these. Uh, we are not really strangers cards for my birthday. There's like three of them. And no, it was a long belated Christmas gift, actually. And she 
she sent it to me in Greensboro and I finally got it. And then I didn't open it. I still hadn't opened it. I might've opened it. I was going to open it for this episode, but I didn't. Um, I'm just looking at it maybe the next time. And I had an episode I was supposed to do yesterday, but my camera wouldn't connect to the laptop and it still won't connect. So let's see what I'm going to do with that. I don't know why I said that. I say everything. I tell everything on here. Talking tough. This is my life. This is my life in your head fat sets in your car. I just hope you have a good day today, man. And that's perfect timing because the Minnesota Timberwolves just took it out. I'm not a fan of either team, but I like basketball and I like you. I love you. Bye.